Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hey, good morning. It is Monday, August 28th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on the Twitters at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me there, Casey Daniels 317. Of course, we're both on YouTube right now. If you type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar. So the fired Ukraine prosecutor general, Victor Shokin, he claimed that the second son, Hunter Biden, was brought on to the Ukrainian gas company Burisma's board in order to, quote, provide protection for the CEO from criminal investigation. This blew my mind. So this dude was on Fox News with Brian Kilmeade. Yeah. And we had heard about this guy for years, right? Mm -hmm. This is the guy who Biden is on tape saying, I told Ukraine, you're not getting nothing unless, uh, when it comes to money, unless you fire this prosecutor. Like, I mean, it's a very famous clip now of Biden saying, and now obviously the stuff with Hunter and blah, 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 and it was like this giant red flag of, oh my gosh, Biden is on tape, basically pay 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 for play on tape, basically. Mm-hmm. But I'd never heard this guy speak before. And he was on with on Fox News with Brian Kilmeade and Casey. This interview just blew my mind on how bad this thing actually was with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Joe Biden threatening to withhold American money unless he got fired. Yeah, and he said during the interview that Hunter Biden was among them, that once Hunter Biden got involved, the corruption network just expanded as a result. And it was really intriguing to listen to i kept thinking what if the translator doesn't have this right like you're really <laughs> trusting the translator at this point so we're, we're going to play you some of these clips because hearing this victor uh, show can speak it really does give you a new and i have no idea how this is not a bigger interview or why this is i mean it was like you know you're doing show prep and i'm like an hour into the show prep um And this interview pops up and I'm like, how in the world has this not been a front page like news thing Mm -hmm. where every media publication in the country, I mean, even conservative outlets, I would think they would be, I mean, it was super buried and I'm watching this going, oh my gosh, this is like the most important thing that's ever surfaced in the history of media. As we're going to play you some of it, again, it is through a translator, so you will hear the... I was going to use the word uh, gibberish in the background, but Mm -hmm. it's whatever language he's speaking. Right. Is it Ukrainian? Ukrainian. Is that a language? Yeah. (laughs) So you will hear what he's speaking anyway. You will hear it in the background and then obviously you will hear the interpreter on top of it. So it's a little distracting, but totally worth it. All right. So three clips I want to play. It was like a seven minute interview and I cut it down to just three clips because obviously we have limited time here. I loved how Brian Kilmeade was so um, articulate. (laughs) And very succinct in all of his words. He was like, this is not getting lost in translation. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah really great job all the way around. Okay, so the first one is Shokin saying that he was absolutely fired by the president at the order of Biden, which is very important, at the order of Joe Biden because he was investigating Burisma. Why were you fired from your position by President Poroshenko? I have said repeatedly in my previous interviews that Poroshenko fired me 
at the insistence of the then Vice President Biden because I was investigating Burisma. So did President Poroshenko tell you that, that he wanted you to stay on the job, but there was pressure from President, Vice President Biden? Uh, you understood me correctly. This is how it was. Uh, there were no complaints whatsoever, no problems with how I was performing at uh, my job. But because pressure was repeatedly put on President Poroshenko, uh, that is uh, what ended up in uh, him firing me. What are your thoughts when you saw the tape of Vice President Biden speaking to the Council on Foreign Relations, saying you had six hours to fire you or you're not going to get the billion dollars. Not only the position of President Poroshenko, the office of President Poroshenko was humiliated, but the entire country of the Ukraine was humiliated. And uh, I developed a very firm understanding of the fact that Vice President, the Vice President was only acting in his own interests. He, generally speaking, handled Ukraine like uh, it was his own backyard. He would put people uh, that were suitable for him he would arrange for them to be put in certain positions. <laughs> Sounds See, pretty a, believable to me. And it's about as definitive of what a just a complete corrupt piece of garbage Joe Biden is as you could possibly get. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. Yeah, this guy sounds more believable than Biden's cover stories. I, I mean, I saw that in my mouth. My mouth just dropped. I mean, that, 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 how is this not where is this guy in the in the house you know in hiding probes investigations whatever like how have they not had him up front and center from mm-hmm, the beginning mm-hmm. well and they're not going to now i mean this poor guy he's got to be afraid for his life especially after doing this interview all right so more of this because again totally absolutely unbelievable what this guy victor shokin had to say says he has absolutely no doubts illegal activity was going on when it comes to joe and hunter biden so do you believe uh, they, they were up to no good? Were they up to doing something corrupt with Burisma? Was the company of Burisma corrupt, as been alleged, which since has been disbanded? I have no doubt that there were illegal activities engaged in by uh, Burisma. As a matter of fact, the criminal case had been started before me. It continued to expand. And Zlochevsky, who at the time held the post of minister and was the founder and CEO of uh, Burisma, started bringing in people who could provide protection for him. Hunter Biden was uh, among them. And the corruption network expanded as a result. So, yes, to answer your question, there, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Burisma was engaged in illegal activities. So this guy is... <laughs> publicly forced out and they threatened to withhold a billion dollars in u.s loan guarantees if he doesn't get fired all right one final clip and this is kind of you know it brings it all together right and again kill me did a just a fabulous job on this interview especially i mean period but especially when you have the language barrier but um it says right here absolutely Without a doubt, without discussion, Biden Biden got bribed to get him fired. 
My firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? Compromised and corrupt. Hunter Biden was uh, getting a million dollars per year as a member of that company's board beginning in April of 2014. It could not be any more clear, not that it, you needed this guy, but it, I mean, this guy is the cherry on top, the nail in the coffin, whatever you want to say on what Joe Biden did, what Hunter Biden was doing over there. And I mean, this is just one instance, right? I mean, you know, it's like anything else. You can either believe, wow, it was really a one-time screw up, or you can believe what is reality, which is these people were essentially running a crime syndicate. Everything they're accusing Trump of, Mm -hmm. Biden was actually doing. And how this, I mean, we are going on, uh, what, it's been eight months since the Republicans took control of the government. And we're now just getting to maybe an impeachment inquiry. And they impeached Trump in two weeks for telling everybody to go home. For making a phone call to right. these guys well, to ask right. about this. I mean, it's a, yeah, well, you're right, Casey. I mean, the second the second one was him telling everybody to go home. You're right. The first one is even more ridiculous now in light of this guy's, mm-hmm. uh, it's not testimony, but his story or whatever, because you're right, Casey. Trump was impeached for making a phone call saying, hey, this illegal shady stuff is going on. I'd like you to investigate it. You're absolutely 100% right, Casey. You win the grand prize. It is 15 minutes after nine. I think that's a good time for us to take a break. (laughs) 15 minutes after nine. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And where does Trump rank in the annals of best presidents ever? We've got that info for you coming up from 93 WIBC. If I asked you who's been the best president over the past 40 years, what would your answer be? It is 20 minutes after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So a new survey conducted by Pew Research Group did ask that question. Who is the best president of the United States over the past 40 years? And uh, not really too surprising. The majority of people said Ronald Reagan at 41%. But he was followed closely behind at 37% by Donald Trump. Yeah, okay, so this was, and let's just be clear, when we say 41%, these are 41% of Republicans. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's going to be a bunch of people that say Bill Clinton. Now, this should... this should not surprise people amongst Republicans because what are the okay? What are your four options the past forty years? You got Reagan, Bush one, Bush two, Trump, right? Like who's push picking Bush one, or certainly <laughs> who is picking Bush two? But what was interesting is how close amongst Republicans that Reagan and uh, Trump actually were. Reagan was at I believe forty one percent, Trump at thirty seven. Now these polls, whenever you like used to see this all the time where the history channel or whoever would do these various surveys and it'd be the greatest presidents in American history. And one and two were almost always Washington yep. and Lincoln. Now, 
lot of issues with Lincoln that nobody ever wants to talk about because obviously he won the Civil War. But the thing, you know, suspending habeas corpus and, and jailing journalists and, you know, there's a whole litany of things with Lincoln that people should have looked at and been like, WTF with that. But he won the Civil War, so obviously he gets, you know, up at the, the top of the list. But then after the first two, it's always these modern day pre- Bill Clinton or, you know, when it was Obama. It's like, come on. Like, really? No. But people, so people do tend to gravitate gravitate towards what they know because many people in this case like think about it reagan's been out of office 30 34 ish years right he was to january 89 so 34 plus years now so there's a lot of people who may have been included in the survey who weren't even alive when reagan was president much less you know remember it but i so i'm still surprised it was actually that close because trump and reagan it's like not even close in terms of actual accomplishments. Well, the one thing that the poll did show was that if you were over 50 years old, you lean towards Ronald Reagan. And if you were under 50, you lean towards Donald Trump. So I think part of that is a generational thing. Of course, many people who are over 50 remember the Reagan days and the Reaganomics and how he implemented policies that reduced the federal government's reach and he cut taxes and he advocated for increases in military spending and and is credited for helping to end the Cold War. I mean, these are big things. Yes, I'm a total, look, in full disclosure, I'm a total biased homer on this because you know I'm nostalgic about everything and the world was always better when it was, you know, years ago and uh, so much that I almost, I almost, Casey, and you know this, I almost had my kid named Reagan Thatcher as the ultimate communism smash. I mean, yeah. I was this close yeah. to having Reagan Thatcher as the kid's name. Uh, but here, so here's a, and this is what's really interesting. So they also polled everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So that's amongst Republicans, Reagan wins. So amongst everybody, and this is what I'm talking about, the the local bias or the most recent recency bias. Uh, Obama is at 32 and then Reagan at 23, Trump 19, Clinton at 12. And for people who were alive during the Clinton or have memories of the Clinton presidency, let's just compare Clinton and Obama. Let's take the Republican bias or conservative bias out of it. There is no way, if you look at the condition of the economy and the balancing of the federal budget and the, you know, kind of the condition of America's place in the world, the Clinton presidency, much of it due to Newt Gingrich and the Republicans forcing Clinton to, as the phrase was, triangulate back then. Clinton didn't do it willingly, but he did it. The balancing of the budget, et cetera. There's no way Clinton and Obama are even close. Clinton is light years by any tangible, measurable, whatever, compared to Obama. And yet, even in this, it's like, oh, yeah, Obama was way better than Clinton. Get lost. Getting nostalgia for Clinton. Yikes. Uh, Joe Biden received a pitiful 7% in this poll. Yeah, and the Bushes were, uh, let's see, what were they? They were down there at 4%. Uh, they were four, like 4%. Four, four, less than yeah. 4 <laughs> That's So terrible. if you're looking over the past 40 years, boy, uh, you don't have a lot to pick from that you're thinking, yes, this is my guy. But uh, Trump hanging in there. So for people who said that uh, Reagan was their first choice, Trump was their second choice. And for those that said Trump was their first choice, of course, Reagan was their second choice. All right, Casey, we have to take a break. Mm -hmm. When we come back, Trump put out perhaps the most epic truth 
ever. Mm-hmm. I think he's so full of crap, but it's still so beyond hilarious that we absolutely 100% have to read it and dissect if it's even possible that he's telling the truth about this. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 932. Good morning. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So lawyers for Donald Trump are uh, due back in court today as the federal judge considers differing proposals for a trial date. Of course, this is the one with special counsel Jack Smith. They've proposed a January 2nd trial in Washington and Trump's lawyers citing the time it would take to review the 100, uh, well, the 11 million pages of documents. They say they're going to need more time. So they've asked for a trial date of April in 2026, about a year and a half after the presidential election. Okay, so we kind of just get right into this. I saw this (laughs) over the weekend, and I'm going to read the Trump truth. Is that what we just call it? Is Mm -hmm. that that the verb that we use when he does this? Yeah. Trump truth. And... For those of you who are new to the program, we new people in all the time. Casey, did you know I once interviewed the president of the United States? It was a great dream. Uh, he called me a great dream. Mm-hmm. Terrific. He wished that, all interviews it, could be like just that. like this yeah. because I knew what was going on. Yeah, and I, I'm really expressing because I know what's going on. And as a pay pay payback for that, payback seems like a strong word, but it's what we'll go with. Uh, and I mean this in the kindest sense. Forever and always, when we read Trump's thoughts on social media, we use Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You in the background. And then I read them in the voice that I think is going on in Trump's head as he's pecking away on his cellular telephone with his thumbs. Does I, that? I have a question about the Whitney Houston song. Yes. Is that you will always love him or he will always love you? Yes, I will always love him. Okay. He doesn't know who I am. He's long since he's long <laughs> Even since Even though you were a great dream, he's moved on. But, you know, I mean, in part, that interview got the attention of the people here because everybody who was working here wanted that interview and they gave it to me and the people who ran the place here were like, who is this guy and why did he get this? And then, you know, I mean, obviously my charm and charisma has propelled me mm-hmm. forward ever since and you know really unmatched level of talent and knowledge of government but that certainly did open a, a door for me so uh all right are you ready i'm ready all right, so i'm gonna read this and then i'm gonna call bullcrap on what he's saying all okay. right ready yeah. let's do it and I-, I am pleased to report <laughs> for those that care that I just won the senior club championship. Must be over 50 years old. At Bedminster, Trump National Golf Club, shooting a round of 67. Now, <laughs> some people will think that sounds low, but there is no hanky-lanky. Many people watch. Plus, I am surrounded by Secret Service agents. Not much you can do, even if you wanted to. And I don't. (laughs) For for some reason, I am just a good athlete slash golfer. I have won many club championships, and it is always a great honor. (laughs) That's so nice for him. 
You know, he's had a lot thrown at him over the past couple of years. So this is good. He can celebrate his golf game. Okay, so let's just let's let's do the positive first. Trump by presidential golf standards is one of the better golfers that, that has ever been president. He is an okay golfer. Like he would not embarrass himself if he were to go out to your local golf course. He could probably shoot, you know, like West Chase, where I work from the the gold tees. He could probably shoot in the the mid to upper 70s. Mm-hmm. He could probably do that. Mm-hmm. However, Bedminster is a championship caliber course. Is it a PGA Tour quality like could it host a PGA Tour Ah, maybe they could toughen it up enough to do that I don't know I don't know the intricacies of it however I'm calling bull crap on this because there's no way Trump could shoot 67 at West Chase where I work Uh much less Bedminster which is definitely tougher than West Chase he said no hanky lanky (laughs) he's surrounded by secret service agents who would not let him lie okay so there's he's saying this is the okay it must be 50 years old it's mm-hmm. the senior club championship that means he's probably playing from the senior tees which that's usually they're usually in a, in a golf course casey like a championship course there's usually at least four sets of tees so there's women's tees yep. senior tees kind of regular tees and then what they call championship tees which are the where the really good golfers play so the senior tees that's going to be a much shorter course than even like the the men's traditional tees i'm still calling bull crap on that though there's no <laughs> way there's no way he shot he fired a 67 in a competitive round where you have to put everything out there's no way hey he says he's a good athlete and a good golfer and we know that he's trim and fit these days <laughs> we all know it's being reported he weighs 215 pounds there's no, there's no way. Like, I, if you gave me two weeks, now I I work at a golf course. I don't play very much anymore. I played one round of golf this year. If you gave me three weeks, Casey, to say, hey, Rob, you're going to get back into game shape when you used to play all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to practice. You're just going to practice, 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 play, 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 play. I think I could be a better golfer than Trump if I had three weeks to get my game ready to go. And there's no way. There's no way. I mean, that would make him like a, I don't know what Trump's handicap is. In golf, they they label you, they do give you what's called a handicap so that better golfers can play against not as good golfers and it's equaled out. Trump's probably a five or a six, maybe a seven handicap. He shot the equivalent of what would be like a plus three or four handicap like he's shooting professional near professional level mm-hmm. score with mm-hmm. the there's no way are you saying that he might be exaggerating I, I, if you've ever seen the movie <laughs> caddyshack i love how he's like if the secret service was watching me there's no way i could cheat remember in caddyshack where judge smales kicks the ball mm-hmm. and he looks <laughs> at the caddy and goes don't count that i was distracted that's trump throughout the entire round don't count that putt i was distracted then maybe then he could shoot a 67 he no way get a couple mulligans no way there. no uh, uh he did uh he did tweet further about golf yeah and you know how i love the golf mm-hmm. so i feel like we have to read more okay the Stay Sure Senior PGA Championship in Aberdeen, Scotland on my great course <laughs> and I can't go <laughs> I have to stay around and fight off the crazed radical left lunatics communists, Marxists and fascists 
I would want to be in Europe and watch this country destroying scum work their disgusting and illegal magic on unsuspecting Republican leaders who just don't think it is appropriate to fight fire with fire. Boy, that was a long run in sentence. Yes, it was. It was really hard to read. You did good. Needed a comma in there or a, or a, or a colon or something. But we will win <laughs> and make America great again. <laughs> so he's saying he would like to go play in Scotland, but he can't. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> like, he's wanting sympathy. My favorite thing about the Trump tweets is he will just have, like, three or four word little observations. Mm-hmm. Um and I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been really busy. He in fact he truthed out in the last thirty eight minutes, and he said sanity will again prevail. Mega. Uh, by the way, if we're talking about great moments in lying about your golf score, mm-hmm. Kim Jong Il does have the greatest lie ever. Um, when he claimed that he once shot thirty eight under par. Um, including 11 holes in one. And I believe he claimed it was his very first round of golf in his life. You know, they will, in North Korea, put out great uh, lies. And the people have no no concept because they have no access to news other than state-run stuff, whatever. So they have no idea. And Kim Jong-il, so is the father of Kim Jong-un, mm-hmm. claimed in his very first round of golf ever he shot... 38 under par with 11 holes in one. I thought about you this week, and you were probably watching the, what was it, the FedEx Championship? And yes, who won? Ho- Hovland? Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. I like yes. him. Not just because of his nice, tight white pants, <laughs> but did you see the part where they had to um, delay the, yes. delay it because of mm-hmm. the storm that rolled in, yeah. and they all walked back into the, what, the, the, clubhouse. the clubhouse? Yes. Yeah. And all of these grown men had their hands out, and they wanted, you know, to give mm-hmm. them high five or sure. whatever and he just walked right by all of them except for when there was a child mm-hmm. and he made sure to acknowledge any child that wanted to get a high five from him but he just walked right by the adults I thought okay that's you know he he's not like all yeah. right high five but the kids the fans the young children that were there he paid attention to them and I thought that was cool so Victor Hovland Kev will love this because he's an international traveler from Sweden mm-hmm. now he played college golf in America and Victor Hovland won eight $18 million at winning that golf tournament yesterday. Yeah. Victor Hovland has what I call perfect man, perfect life because mm-hmm. Victor Hovland is in his mid twenties. He's one of the best golfers in the world. He is now stupid rich. He was stupid rich before yesterday, but he's stupid rich. He looks like a male model. Yep. And yeah, you were all <laughs> over that, right? And my, so my buddy Bart, who's one of the greatest people in the entire world went to uh, the most recent, the one in Chicago that they just had at Olympia Fields. And he said there is a th- like a throng of women who follow the Vic- whatever group. Victor Hovland could be in last place. Yeah. And there are a gajillion women who follow him around. And it's probably just because they're really impressed with how he hits his five iron. Well, sure. That and he's got a big wallet. <laughs> You know how we like those big wallets. It is 943. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So uh, let's get to this clip of Chris Christie. He's saying that Donald Trump won't show up at the next debate because he doesn't want to be compared to Ronald Reagan. I know I know you want to stick to the issues and you talked about the issues a lot and, and so did others. But you predicted Trump would be on the debate stage this week. 
He was not. He didn't seem to suffer from that. Do you have any reason to believe he'll show up for the next one or any in the future? I don't think he'll show up for the next one. I never thought he would show up for the next one. Um, it's at the Reagan Library, and of course, uh, Ronald Reagan being a honest, direct, um, successful conservative, um, Donald Trump would not want to get anywhere near the Reagan Library and suffer that comparison. Um, but we'll see if he shows up for debate number three uh, in Alabama. I think that one is much more likely that he'll show up. Um, I certainly don't think he'll be showing up at the Reagan Library. Okay, so the next debate is scheduled to take place on September 27th at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Southern California. A little higher bar. Uh, We don't know if Doug Huberga will make it this time or Asa Hutchinson (laughs) because to appear at this next debate, they have to get 50,000 donors and hit at least 3% in two national polls to be qualified. And so far, that will include Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie. Uh, no, he's not going to go, but why would he go? Uh, again, same thing. Yeah, but like, what, he got a gajillion people that watched him. He'll probably do Rogan or something mm-hmm. this time and just laugh again as a gajillion people watch him and seven people watch. Uh, why? If you're Trump, and again, he should go because of transparency. Like every, but any politician that is in Trump's position, because these guys only, they don't care about transparency. None of them do. Democrats, Republicans, whatever. They care about winning. They care about being elected. Why would you go? Yeah, it could only hurt him in the long run. There's absolutely no help. And and I did want to... Just like his golf game, you know, he's leading by 60, 70, 80% in the polls. (laughs) And who's going to... Okay, real quick, back to the golf game. Let's say uh, Trump's got like a five-footer. Let's say he chips it up and it's about five feet away. You know, he's looking at the guy he's playing with. That's good, right? Like, who's going to tell him? No, man, you got to put that out. Right. I did, and I did want to thank, because our YouTube chat is, you can, by the way, do you know you can watch us on YouTube? You can see us. Um, our YouTube chat is phenomenal about pointing out flaws or mistakes we made. I think I inadvertently said Victor Hovland is from Sweden. He is actually from Norway. And I love that the people in the YouTube chat are just instantaneously there to point out whenever we've made a mistake. That one thing. Not that it mattered for the point of the conversation, but yes, I think I inadvertently said Sweden. Yeah. It is 946. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Nine forty-eight with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the beloved television personality who hosted The Price is Right for 35 years and Truth or Consequences for almost two decades, he passed away at the age of 99. He got as close to 100 without going over as he possibly could. We're talking about Bob Barker. I thought this was an hour one story. Mm -hmm. We tried on a Monday, come roaring out of the gate with the top stories of the weekend. And I think Bob Barker passing away, given the longevity and the impact on generations of people, it feels like a story where you say something big has left 
this country and a slice of Americana is no longer with us. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Mandela effect going around where many people thought, really? I thought he already yeah, passed dead away. Or, you, would have, you would have lost the dead or alive game with yeah, him. Yeah, like, oh, okay. But uh, they did say it was with profound sadness that they announced the world's greatest MC who ever lived, Bob Barker, has left us. Uh, he died of natural causes in his home. And uh, boy, if you were homesick ever... <laughs> He was part of the starter kit, right? Yeah. You needed your saltines and your ginger ale, yeah. uh, the couch, and Bob Barker on TV, and you were you were you were ready to go. Isn't it interesting too that you say that, and it's something that it's not even your opinion. I saw it's like a universal thing where people just went, yeah. I mean, all over the internet the past yeah. day or two, people saying that. And when you think so, Bob Barker is fascinating too. Because he not only had this super respected game show, have your pets spayed or neutered mm-hmm. persona, mm-hmm. but yet took himself so apparently unserious that he did that phenomenal cameo in Happy Gilmore, which to people, obviously Price is Right is number one, but to a younger generation, or at least people my age, so maybe not like you know, 15, 20-year-old people, but people my age, you remember him just as much for that because of the fight scene when he's playing in the pro-am with Happy Gilmore and the way, you know, Betty White used to do this too. Bob Barker is almost like the the dude version of Betty White where, you know, Betty White would, you know, play this sweet, innocent person and then for fun would do these cameos or whatever where she's just this insufferable, awful hag. Mm-hmm. and Totally out of character. Yeah, right. And people would just, and it, I think it says a lot about the person that they say, I'm willing to do this. And I'm not, they're not obviously doing it for the money. They don't need the money, but they just don't they, they, they don't take themselves all that serious. And we need more people like that in the world. Uh, Rob Schneider posted over the weekend that Bob Barker, one of the nicest things Bob Barker ever said was that he went to Hollywood to become an actor. And it wasn't until that scene with Adam Sandler that Adam gave him the chance to actually act. Yeah. Everything else was just hosting. Yeah. But it makes me think, you know, all of those times, anytime you were ever at home sick growing up, it was Bob Barker on TV. But uh, I always loved the mountain game. You know, the yodeler? Uh-huh. You go up uh, and, and Plinko mm-hmm. and just all of the fantastic games that, you know, you could play. And then the showcase showdown yeah. came within $100. Yeah. You win both. I mean, all of that. It's, it's That's like core memory for many generations yeah bob barker and you know for a young rob kendall being able to stay at home you know you were always very excited to see the lady in the bikini who would show you the boat (laughs) you know maybe there would be a wardrobe malfunction sure just don't you know you just don't know right (laughs) you never know what's gonna happen there with bob barker and he seemed like he always seemed like a good person i mean you know there was the richard dawson who would on family feud who would kiss all of the guests yeah and that was I don't know. That seemed a little creepy to me, but Bob Mar- Bob Barker always seemed like a good person with his with his people. Yeah, part of us has definitely left. Casey, uh, can we cover this news story real quick? Because I definitely need to ask you about yeah uh, if you have ever done anything close to this. Okay. 
Um, there's the, a... <laughs> the state police arresting this guy? Yes. Is that what we're talking yes. about? All right, so the Indiana State Police, <laughs> they arrested a man who was driving his kid-sized Power Wheels Jeep down a city street, and they say he was under the influence. No kidding. So this guy is in Vincennes. John McKee is the guy's name, mm-hmm. according to Indianapolis Star, who ran the, the story. And in Vincennes, apparently this guy was on a... Uh, on a street, like a tra- you know, a traveled street where mm-hmm. your automobiles would go, except he was in a Power Wheels, kid-sized Power Wheels Jeep. Yeah. So, uh, obviously... <laughs> the the I, police I, said the vehicle had no lights or reflectors <laughs> and was difficult to see. And it was going below the speed limit, I imagine. Um, yes, and, and according to the Indianapolis Star, he was taken to a local hospital where, surprise, surprise, he was found to be under the influence of meth and marijuana. Now, mm-hmm. Casey, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you've never been under the influence of meth. No. However, I'm sure you'll plead the fifth on the marijuana. Sure. Uh, however, what is, the, what is the most crazy thing you have ever done while being inebriated? <laughs> I've done a lot of stupid things, Bob. <laughs> a lot of stupid things. The one thing that really sticks out, and this is total um, 20-something being ridiculous. I can recall one time at college in the middle of winter in northern Michigan Uh uh, putting on the bikini and going out in the snow. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we were numb. Well, a little community service there while you were inebriated. Yeah, Yeah, good for you. Absolutely. Having a good time. I love that. That's wonderful. I don't feel anything. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I do recall, (laughs) this may shock you, Casey, but I used to drink a lot in Broad Ripple. Mm -hmm. And I do recall one time uh, I was in the back seat of a car, uh, being very responsible, not driving home. Good. And for some reason, we could not get out of the parking garage. And at one point, I exited the vehicle and was attempting to lift up the uh, arm yeah. on the uh, the gate. <laughs> the gate. Because why? Because I thought I could lift it up because we couldn't get out because I was drunk on my ass, Casey. That's why. Don't do that, okay? Don't do that. And my buddy, my buddy Sean goes, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, man. So did you just spend the night in the car? Uh, somehow an attendant came or something. I don't know. It's The rest of it's kind of a blur. <laughs> I don't Hmm. Well, at least you were driving your Power Wheels Jeep down Broad Ripple through the city. Good choice. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.